0: Welcome to Paranormal Almanac with your host, Kurt Sanders. Hi. That's right. I'm your host Kurt Sandvig and on this week's edition of Paranormal Almanac, let's talk superstitions. Come here. No. All right. But first, as always, we've got shout-outs. That's right. Shout-outs going out to all the patrons. Head on over to patreon.com/paranormalalmanac. <clears throat> Come on up here then. No. You're just being a pest. Okay. Shout-outs going out to Brenda, Richard, Logan, Lori, Alec, Roger Funk, Karen Duran, Nikki loves James. Gloria, Alicia, Rebecca, and Stephen Cher. Hey, honey, hi. Jennifer, Heather G., you're procrastinating neighborhood skinwalker. You know, <clears throat> I feel that's a little bit about me because I procrastinated so much doing this episode. There was like 10 days between episodes. So, you know what? Valid, valid point. Zuzu's, what's it? Nico Sharon the Mouse, hey howdy hi. Mark and Tina, Tortuga, Mike from Jersey, Jay Bizzle, Andy, Tracy, hey howdy hi. Virginia Mailman, <clears throat> Tony the Magician, Jason, Vicky, Chloe, Clo, Crow, Clay, Buzz, Lobito Works, Glacier Main, Isabel, Gen Gen, Stacy, Amber, Tracy, Kelly Joe, Menace the Beast, Sandy, Paige, Couch, Bentman, 666, Scott, Andrea, Melody, Vanessa. Marisol, Liam, Becca, Jake, Charlotte, and the Beasties. <clears throat> hi, Rum. Hi. Elizabeth, Voidtech, Sherry, Artmuffin, Tim, Kenneth, Rick, Ricky, Ricardo, Alexandra, George, Zozo the Demon, Hayden, Cindy, Ashley, Carrie, Robin, Will, Lauren Mangano, Russell, Isabel, Audra, Dorian, Cindy, Paula, Jerry, Jeff, Joe, Lawrence, Melissa, Lauren Strawn, the Lauren Strawn. Hey, howdy, hi. Autumn, J Mark, Carolyn, <clears throat> Ryan, and Melena are eagerly awaiting the 300th episode. So's Kurt. But the 275 episode is going to be fun. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Jade Nanashi, Todd, Jamie, and Elijah Hendrickson, Dan, Laura Pitts, and Gamer Fan. Hi, Rum. With two special shout-outs going out to Joe Teague and to my boy Stitch, as always. And Rum's already in a mood. She's already, already wanting a treat. So let me do that real quick. There you go. All righty. Like I just hinted at in the uh, in shout-out section, I want to do a special 275 episode as well as a 300th episode because, well, why not? It's my show. 275 seems like a lot of episodes. Might as well do something fun for that. <clears throat> so here's my question. What fun things do you think we could do for a... <clears throat> goodness, something's caught in my throat. It's, Hold on one second. I'm going to go mute. Much better. What fun things can we do for our 275th episode? Should we do, like, um, special topics, like favorite topics, favorite episodes, countdown? You know, let's have some fun. Uh, One of these days when I actually get some free time, I want to call Tim and actually talk to him about it because I want him to be part of it as well in some way, shape, or form. But... Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's that shout out for you. Let's get right in into Paranormal News. Ghosted demons haunt the night. Strange objects fly through the sky. Shadow people are spending the night. Children knock on my door. A portal to hell opens in my room. It's time travel, man says the world is changing soon. Don't fucking shoot Bigfoot. Hopefully you guys all, you know, sing along to the don't-fucking-shoot-Bigfoot part of that one. As well you should. Thanks again, Buzz. Fantastic work. The first story in Paranormal News. Harvard scientist presents new evidence that samples are alien spacecraft. It says it raises the possibility that may have been a Voyager-like meteor artificially made by another civilization. That's right. Avi Loeb, back in the news. He claims he has new evidence that meteor fragments recovered from the ocean floor are alien technology. I don't know if you guys remember this story. A while ago, he uh, combed the ocean's floor because of umau-mau. Mau. And I know it's umau-mau. It's not as fun, much fun to say it that way. Uh, but he combed the ocean floors thinking he found a crashed UFO. And he says, he says he says he did. Uh, why am, why are my speakers making buzzing noises? There we go. Boy, I hope you guys can't hear that. I wonder why this. it's because there's been so much rain. I'll be honest. There's so much rain in California right now that everything is moist and all electronics are doing buzzy stuff and fun stuff like that. It's going to be a fun one is what I'm saying. Uh, dubbed I M am one, the meteor plunged into the Pacific ocean near Papua New Guinea nearly a decade ago, but it was overlooked until he spearheaded efforts that confirmed in 2022 that it was the first interstellar object known to fall to Earth. So, let's see. Launches an expedition to comb the ocean floor last year. Found uh, remnants in the form of spherical metal, metal fragments or spheroils. Spheroils? Spheroils. Sure, why not? Uh, things that could suggest that this might be some form of alien technology. Let's see. They documented in a paper published in October. We met with skepticism. I talked about that a while ago, probably in October. But uh, he told Boston Public's radio he's released new findings about the uh, new findings to silence the skeptics, concluding in his preprint paper that some of the spheroids, spheres, uh, spherules—sure, why not—chemical composition differs from any known solar system material. What we did is compare 55 elements from the periodic table in coal ash to those specific spheres that we found, and it's clearly very different. He said it's not based on opinions. Um, if you're not part of the scientific process and you're jealous of the attention that it gets, you can raise a lot of criticisms, but he says the best approach to figure out exact actually what it is is to do the scientific work of building observatories that look out and check what these objects are. And if they happen to be birds or airplanes or Chinese balloons, so be it. But we need to figure out. It's our civil duty as scientists. And I don't know if I necessarily believe that he happened to bring back up pieces from the ocean floor that happened to be proof of uh, UFOs, but I can't disprove them until I see the evidence, so sure. And he doesn't seem to be a liar, so it seems intriguing is what I'm saying. Up next in Paranormal News, America's UFO hotspots have been mapped. That's right. There's a brand new map of the United States, and it shows not reds and blues, but a whole lot of different shades of green. The American West is the place to go if you want to spot some UFOs, especially Lincoln County, Nevada. That's right. Area 51, that's the place to be. They say, why it matters? Well, discussion and reports of UFOs have been going on more and more lately in the news. That's very true. But Nevada's Lincoln County has the most reported UFO sightings among U.S. counties between 2000 and 2023 at 820.9 per 100,000 residents. That's not surprising. It's a known secret military base. It's known to test secret military craft. Could some of those craft be reverse-engineered UFOs? Sure, totally could. Could they also be the next spy plane? Yeah, probably. So a lot of those UFOs are just that. It's unidentified flying objects that are military or flying around. But it's followed by Arthur County, Nebraska, and Alpine County, California. They said there are some hot spots out east, including New York's Hamilton County and Dare County, North Carolina. Let's see, the uh, Hamilton County, for example, is smack dab in the middle of the Adir- Adirondacks and home to some of the darkest skies east of the Mississippi. Only a fraction of the people who see something unusual actually file a report, though. So I would estimate that people who see stuff that they think is a UFO or that is an actual UFO, we think maybe 5% report it, maybe not even that. And that's an important number to, to hold on to on this. Less than 5% of people that see a UFO actually make an official report on it in any way, shape, or form, in any capacity of of these reports that you can do. Whether it be MUFON or this report or wherever, if you see something, say something. But they did say that UFO reports spiked dramatically when SpaceX's Starlink satellites went up in the sky. First launched in 2019, UFOs went up dramatically. Yeah, I even had people sending me photos of those things. Going, is this a UFO? It's easy to see why they're really freaky looking. I can get why people are like, I've never seen that in the sky before. What the hell is it? Yeah, well, it's Starling. But still, a really cool map. If you need like a back, uh, like a background for your computer, that's the one to have, because it's it shows really cool. What the heck? <clears throat> it's really cool to see what um, where, where the hotspots are around you. So I'll throw that one up in the Facebook fan page so you guys can take a look at it as well. But it's just, all you have to do is look up America's UFO hotspots mapped in Google, and this story will pop up. But uh, let me know. Are you in one of the hotspots? If so, why aren't you spotting more UFOs for me? Come on, paramaniacs. Let's spot some UFOs righty. up next in Paranormal News. Couple snaps pick a flying saucer on a road trip. You had to see it to believe it. Well, I want to see the photo, and then maybe I'll believe it. Let's see. The location is an eight-hour drive. Elderly vacationers in Argentina claim to have spotted an unidentified flying object last week while taking photos of white birds in a tree around San Pedro de Colalola? Lao. Sure. I have no idea. It's about an eight-hour drive from Capilla del Monte. Which hosts an annual UFO uh, festival to celebrate an eerie occurrence from about 40 years ago that left large burns on a hill's grass. Let's see. 76 year old Rena Juarez and her husband Renee uh, they spotted it while driving from their home in San Miguel, San Miguel, San Miguel D. I don't know. In some place, basically. She said, I told my husband, look, here comes a blackbird. And then my husband says, that's not a bird. That's all he said? That's not a bird. It says, that's not a bird. It's a... And it went blank. Whatever. Uh, Basically, I want to see the photo. So here we go. All right. So it's a photo of a power line or telephone pole with the lines going off. And then a blur of some kind that looks like it's touching the, the power line itself. She said, I noticed it was the same height as the power cables. But then I saw it going higher and higher. She showed the she showed the snaps to her grandchildren, who were in awe of the images. Um, the zoomed in image is better. It kind of looks like a black piece of rice was stuck to the uh, to the camera. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. It very well could be something taking off or landing, but I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird enough that I'll throw it up in the Facebook fan page as well. Hello, Rom. You're finally making an appearance? How's my girl? You're a good girl. Alrighty, let's keep on keeping on. We got a lot more news to get to, and I'm not skipping any of it this time. Usually by this point I skip a couple of news stories, but I figured this time, nah. I'm just going to do them all. If you guys want to skip them, you know, you have the ability. Why am I doing it? Why am I doing your job? <clears throat> up next in paranormal news... The 10 best UFO documentaries to watch right now. I'm going to cruise through this one, but number one, aerial phenomenon. Uh, director Randall Nickerson spent more than a decade gathering material for this recent documentary, which tells the story of a massive otherworldly sighting and the psychological effects of not being believed. This one happened in the by the school children in Zimbabwe. I told this story on a, um, a past episode. I definitely want to watch this one. That is from 2022. It's called Aerial Phenomena. The next one is from 2009, and it's called I Know What I Saw. It uh, it was for the History Channel by a man named James Fox, all about the UFO phenomena. The next one is called Love and Saucers from 2017. Uh, David Huggins, a New Jersey-based artist who claims to have had a consensual sexual relationship with a female alien that lasted for several years. It's an interesting-sounding documentary. I'll have to watch that one. You can find that one on Tubi. In fact, you can find I Know What I Saw on Tubi and Aerial Phenomena on Amazon Prime. Let's see, Mirage Men from 2013. It's a provocative documentary based on the book of the same name by Mark Pilkington and John Lundberg. It's a radical alternative theory to UFOs, that they're all lies. Um, You can watch that one on Canopy with a K. I have no idea what the hell channel that is. Uh, Moment of Contact from 2022, a documentary investigation of a global extraterrestrial event. This one focuses on the, the Varginha UFO incident in the winter of 1996. You can watch that one on Plex. Out of the Blue in 2003... Uh, again, it's about UFO phenomena. You can watch that on Tubi. The Phenomena from 2020. Uh, UFO expert James Fox follow-up to I Know What I Saw. That one's on Plex. Unacknowledged from 2017. This one's got Stephen Greer in it. I've actually seen this one. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. It's uh, it's actually pretty good. I really like that one. Unsolved mystery: Something in the Sky from 2022. I've seen this one as well. That one's on Netflix. That's a good one. Witness of Another World from 2018. That one's on Tubi. So there you go. There's a bunch of uh, stuff out there to watch. And it seems like 99% of it is free, although I don't know what Canopy is, so maybe 98% of it. Up next in paranormal news, well, what's going on here? This story won't pop up now. Let me try that again. Nope, that one won't pop up. Um, Basically, Loch Ness, uh, there's a road n- right next to Loch Ness. I'm just going to... I'll pull it up in a different story because I know that it was on a bunch of different stories today. The Loch Ness, uh, Loch Ness side road to reopen following a landslide landslide from about 11 hours ago. I don't know why it won't pop up now. Nope, it won't pop up. Anyhow, uh, that's about the story. There was a uh, fresh landsl- landslide that hit the Loch Ness side road, and the, uh, the high council warned that stay away from it. There was a huge slip that went through. And that uh, they were telling people just to kind of stay away. So if you live in the area, it's, it's reopened. You can go to the Loch Ness. And frankly, I really want to. Uh-oh, there is something wrong. I have lost. It's not just that one site. I've lost all sites. This is interesting. Says, I got, says I'm at, Yeah, It says I'm connected. What in the hell is happening? All right. I can no longer access. This is really weird. I can't access any news stories. Let me keep going down the list. Try another one. Try the next one. All right. The next one works. Here's for you Super Bowl fans. NFL puts Super Bowl reporters in Vegas Hotel with a haunted reputation. That's right. Some believe the Luxor in Las Vegas is cursed. Hundreds of media members descend on Las Vegas this week for the the you know the Super Bowl, and they're putting them up in the Luxor. But they're saying, "Hey guys, the Luxor, well, it might be cursed." That's um, a prominent ghost city tour company once said that the conductor there said, "When you stay at the Luxor, you're gambling with your life." There are so many ghosts at the Luxor that they think it's actually cursed. So many big High-end gamblers are saying you never want to actually stay at the Luxor when you're gambling because of the curse. I guess that's all you really need from that up, that, that story. I don't have to go into it too much. You don't want to stay there because... I heard it was haunted, said longtime KPIX anchor and sports director. I've been up at, late at night working, just waiting to hear the voices. Um... According to that same site, numerous visitors have reported experiencing run-ins with an entity nicknamed the Deadly Blonde. A paranormal being that apparently causes guests to wake up gasping for air and feeling hands gripped tightly around their necks. Usually you got to pay more for that in Vegas. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, there's a lot of reasons for it. A, in 1996, a woman jumped off the 26th floor balcony and landed in the pit at the entrance to the buffet area. That's not where you want to land. Even though Tupac didn't die at the Luxor, he was staying there when he was killed in 1996. Or is he still alive? Um, Oh, wow. It it skipped. Uh, A 16-year-old girl from Mountain View was strangled to death there. Maybe she's the paranormal blonde. 2007, a homemade pipe bomb was found in the hotel's parking garage. That killed a uh, 24-year-old man. I don't know. It keeps going on. There's this, this list of death after death after death. I guess if you're going there this weekend to uh, watch the Super Bowl, don't stay at the Luxor. That's a bummer. I've always wanted to stay at the Luxor. I always thought it was a cool-looking hotel. But I don't want to get strangled by some weak-ass hand ghost. Alrighty, up next in paranormal news, massive fire breaks out at a former haunted house and restaurant in Murray, Utah. That's right. Um, Crews are working to put out a fire that broke out Wednesday evening in a large vacant building that used to be a haunted house. Now, it doesn't say is it a haunted house like the Haunted Mansion or a haunted house like this is a paranormal location. But, uh, yeah, massive fire broke out, destroyed the structure. Up next, scary love, Mana yunks. Sure, why not? Mana Young's Lincoln Mill Haunted Sometimes House. Oh, my God. Life can be like this. Stop talking. Ta- hey. pre no, wh- no free ads. Lincoln Mill's Haunted House offers non-traditional Valentine's Day option. For those into the spooky holidays more than the romantic ones, there's Victor Valentine's, a dark love story. If you're in Pennsylvania, you can head on over to Lincoln Mill Haunted House in Philadelphia's Mana Young section. I'm sure that's not how you say that. So, yeah, if you want a better, cooler Valentine's Day... Don't take her to an overpriced, overcrowded restaurant. Take her to a haunted house. And lastly, in paranormal news, explorers think they found Amelia Earhart's long-lost plane. Not everyone's convinced. Kurt here, I'm not convinced either. They say, is this orange blob the answer to an 87-year-old mystery? Look, I, for one, desperately want them to find Amelia Earhart's plane. I've, I've been intrigued by this story, as have a lot of people since uh, you know, since as far back as I can remember, I personally don't think where they found this plane will be. It, it's not going to be Amelia Earhart's plane. It might be a plane down there. It does look very plane-like in the uh, sonar image, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's Amelia Earhart's plane. I honestly think that um, Howland Island is not where they're going to find it. I think they're going to find her around Nikamaruru. There's more evidence to suggest somewhere right near Nikumaroro and not Howland Island. But, and the plane doesn't really look like her plane. Her plane is very distinctive look, especially from the top. This looks like a slant uh, angled wing. I mean, it, it looks like a plane. I'll give them that. But it really doesn't look like her plane. But what do I know? I'm not there. And neither are they. They're still trying to find the, her Lockheed Electra. But, um... I don't know. There's another company that is searching for her at the exact same time as this company that that found this uh, sonar image. Um, they're the way that they're doing their uh, search, in my opinion, only is more scientific and better. What they're doing is they found or rebuilt basically the exact same type radio that she used and um and Noonan used on on her plane. Um. And they're trying to say, like, all right, Fred Fred Noonan, that's his name. Um, they're trying to say, all right, if her and Fred were talking on the radio and people could hear on these locations, which they all knew because people were following her flight back in the day, and it would be, you know, the signal would start to fade at this location and start to get stronger at this location. And they know the range of the radio. So they use that, especially towards the end when she was saying, hey, we're running out of fuel, we only have a half hour left. They're trying to use that to pinpoint where the plane possibly could have been. And I think that's the better way of doing it than just scanning the ocean floor, especially near Howland Island, because I don't think she ever made it that far. But again, that's just speculation. I'm not Amelia Earhart expert. I'm just really, really into this story. So... Again, I am I really hope they find her plane. It does deserve to be in the Smithsonian if they can figure out how to bring it up from the bottom of the ocean, where I think it is as well. I think, honestly, <clears throat> and a lot of people think it's a common theory, that they did crash land on the coral reef on Nicomaruru. When the waters came up, the plane floated out to sea, filled with water, and then sank. And it's really steep right around there. So it really is like a needle in a haystack, but I hope they find it. Alrighty, let's take a quick break and then we're going to deep dive some superstitions. We are back, and I'll be honest. When I started researching this episode a while ago, I thought, ah, it's going to be like a 10 minute episode. Not much would surprise me. I'm going to get bored with this episode. Maybe I won't even ever do it. It's going to be another of these hundreds of unfinished outlines that I have for episode ideas. But man, was I wrong. Um, The other thing I found out while doing this is I've done a ton of these superstitions. A lot of them are bad, like things you don't want to do. And I'll be honest, I bet you you have to. So when I'm going down this list, I'm hoping that you guys are going to be surprised by a number of these, and you're going to go, crap, I do X, Y, and Z all the time. That ain't good. The other thing that surprised me was how far back these superstitions went. Now, I knew, yeah, like 1700s, 1800s, there's going to be a shit ton of superstitions, and basically everything's going to be the devil. I get that. But they went back even farther than that, and a bunch of cultures on the opposite side of the globe had the same superstitions or very close to the same superstitions when these places weren't talking to each other, before it was common knowledge, you know, between the locations. So it really was weird to find out that China had the same superstitions as... Australia, who had the same superstition as France, you know, back in like the 1600s. It was really bizarre to, to, to see that. And maybe even longer past, earlier than the 1600s. Like I said, a lot of these go back real far. Now, we all know these ones. Friday the 13th, bad luck. Walking under a ladder, bad luck. I didn't know, though, that walking under a ladder was bad luck. Like, I always, you know, I always heard that one, but I didn't know Why? It's because a ladder, when it's extended, forms a triangle. Or when it's leaning up against a wall, forms a triangle, forms a trinity. You're walking through Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I had no idea. I just thought it was a dumb, you know, just don't walk under a ladder. Okay, I I get it. I won't do it. Breaking a mirror, bad luck. Sure, seven years, bad luck. We all know that one. Finding a horseshoe, good luck. That one, I don't think I ever knew finding a horseshoe. I knew, like, finding a four-leaf clover, good luck, But and I, and I knew that horseshoes could be good luck, but I didn't know that finding a horseshoe was good luck. Opening an umbrella inside, bad luck. I've talked about that one in the past. Knocking twice on wood reverses bad luck. That's that whole, like, oh, God, knock on wood. That's where that comes from. Tossing spilled salt over your shoulder, good luck. So we all know these, hopefully, and if you don't, you're really going to the rest of these are really going to blow your mind. If you didn't know those, this whole episode is going to be a eye opening, what the fuck are you talking about kind of an episode. But, have you ever heard any of these? Never have the foot of your bed directed towards the door. That's right. You can't have the foot of your bed facing directly towards the doorway. Why? Oh, um a demon will drag you out of your room in the night. Okay, good to know. I've been trying to think if I ever had that, and I really haven't. Every room I've ever been in, I've never had the foot of my bed facing directly the door, except in hotel rooms. That's really common in some small hotel rooms. So thanks, hotel rooms. A, day, a demon could have dragged me out of the room at any time in the middle of the night. How about this one? Never trim your nails or cut your hair at night, because if you do a spirit will come and haunt you. Or in Korea, if you clip your nails at night, they'll fall on the floor, then a rat will eat the nails, and then that rat will turn into a monster version of you. Korea goes the extra mile in a lot of these superstitions. Or how about this one? If you clip your toenails on a Sunday in Hawaii, you're going to get struck by lightning. It's just that easy. If you want to get struck by lightning, you happen to be in Hawaii, just clip your toenails on a Sunday. Uh, let's see if someone or something gets your nails, your hair, and your blood. Those three things can be used to place a curse on you. So you never want to have those three things, like, in the bathroom. You don't want to be, like, clipping your nails, and then you were like, oh, I need a little bit of a haircut. I'm going to trim my bangs. Oop, I accidentally, like... Cut my finger. Well, let me take a a, a piece of uh, toilet paper and clean up the blood. And then you throw them all in the bathroom trash. Well, don't do that. Don't do that, people. Someone or something, they're going to place a hoodoo curse on you. This next one, or these next ones. Actually, you know what? I'll make it easy on you. Just never whistle, like ever. You are going to be shocked how many whistling superstitions you're about to hear. So don't ever whistle. Uh, And and these whistles are uh, like there's a ton of superstitions all over the world for these whistling at night all around the world whistling at night is bad in Turkey whistling at night will attract demons or spirits to you in Laos it will only attract evil spirits to whistle at night whistling at night in Latvia and Estonia well it'll bring bad luck and you may also set your house on fire. And it may also set your house on fire. You won't, but, you know, your house will catch on fire. Whistling a night in Hawaii. Well, you summon the night marchers. I've talked about them briefly before, but the night marchers are ghosts of ancient Hawaiian warriors and drums, chants, balls of fire, are said to, like, you know, precede their arrival. If you don't have Hawaiian blood and you happen to hear them coming, it says that you must strip naked lay face down on the earth, and in, under no circumstances should you actually look at the night marchers. So you got to figure, there's a bunch of Hawaiians out there that are just fucking with white people or fucking with tourists and, like, banging drums at night. So all these people are just lying face down in the mud, butt-ass naked, and be like, don't look at me. I'm a night watcher. Uh, let's see, whistling at night in, um, according to Chinese beliefs. Whistling at night will attract wandering wandering ghosts who will follow you home. Same in Korea. Singapore. No whistling or singing at night because it attracts evil spirits. How about um, Native Americans? The south of America, you know, in America, the southern states. And in Haiti, you do not whistle at night. It'll bring demons, just straight-up demons. Or how about this one? Do not whistle at night where you can see the northern lights, especially if you're out late and the northern lights are present. Well, yeah, it's the, they they come out at night. Uh, but it says that uh, if you do, two things can happen. The northern lights will dance for you in different arrays of movements and fashion. All right, that sounds cool. I kind of want that one to happen. Or the Northern Lights will come down and take you away. Okay, not, I'm not, it's not worth the risk. I'll, I want to see the Northern Lights do different Northern Lights things, but if it's a 50-50 chance of seeing them like, do a funky dance or they come and take me away, all right, I'm good. In Northern Norway, whistling at the Northern Lights means that they might locate you and take you away to heaven and you're never coming back. Whistling at night in Japan, it attracts snakes. Whistling at night in the U.K. Well, in the U.K., there's a superstitious belief called the seven whistlers, which are seven mysterious birds or spirits who call out to foretell death or a great calamity, like a harbinger of doom, basically. It was uh, fairly common among seamen. Yeah, you can giggle. Oh, sorry. Nope. There you go. (laughs) semen, and coal miners in the 19th century in the UK. They actually sang this tune. I'm not going to sing it. Sing at the table, whistle in the bed. The boogeyman will grab you by the hair on your head. Whistling, Whistling at night will bring rain. So, whoever's been doing that in Burbank, I need you to please stop. Too much rain, people. It's been raining like crazy, and it's about to rain any minute now again. It's cold for for Burbank. It's rainy. Rum hates going out in the rain. I hate going out in the rain with her. So just, if you're whistling at night in Burbank, please stop. Please. Um. Let's see. Another variation of whistling at night says that you'll be kidnapped by Tengu. I don't, I don't, I already forgot who Tengu is, but it's bad. I can tell you that. Um. Here's one from online about whistling at night. A member of the Ojibwa tribe, no whistling at night. Whistling at night is disrespectful to the spirits, and they'll come to you. One night, we had a pizza oven out on the stove. My son, pardon me, my son was around 10, and he was whistling in his room. I told him to stop. It's dark outside. A while later, he did it again. I told him to stop. He's been told before, and whatever happens to him, he brought it upon himself. That's your kid, dude. Calm down. So he came out and he apologized and he said he just forgot. While talking to me, he just reached out towards the pizza oven and burnt his hand. He said he didn't even realize what he was doing. He was talking to me. and The next thing he saw, next thing he knew, he was pulling his hand back in pain. So yeah, he learned that one the hard way. All right, yeah, good on you. Um, ever since I've been really deep diving for this episode and doing the outline, I've caught myself whistling at night a lot. Um, man. Bobby McFerrin concerts must have been, like, they must have had so much bad luck back in the day. Like, all these people are whistling to don't worry, be happy. You're just causing shit tons of weird things and tengu and snakes and seven whistlers and demons and night marchers. Good Lord, Bobby. What are you doing, man? All righty. If you thought there were a lot about whistling, well, let's talk about colors. Look, you're going to lose no matter what color you wear or what color you love, I've quickly found out, and it all depends on where you are in the world, because every color seems to be unlucky or brings death, depending on where you're at in the world. So, here we go. This is a small list of colors, because if I included every belief or superstition about colors, this whole episode would have been just about colors and numbers And frankly, that's just a little bit too Sesame Street Paranormal Almanac for me. Like, this episode of Paranormal Almanac is brought to you by the color red and the number 13. So I'm not going to do them all, but here's a bunch of them. If you guys are planning on going to the Philippines, don't wear red. Why, you might ask? Well, if you wear red in the Philippines in the rain, the gods will hit you with lightning. That seems bad. Never write your name or others in red ink. Writing your name in red ink is said to cause death around the world. There's a bunch of places around the world. It's Not just like, you know, like China and Japan. I mean, There's a bunch. It's not just Asian countries. There's a bunch of those. Uh, the superstition could have stemmed from the practice of writing a deceased person's name on the family register in red ink. Or it could come from the system of having prisoners sign their names only in red before they were about to be executed. So little backstory on that one. According to Feng Shui, the southeast corner of the room is the wealth corner. So when you want to paint the southeast corner of your room, be sure to use colors that enhance your wealth. They're talking greens, browns, some blues. Now the north corner is considered the career corner responsible for your job, basically. So you want to paint that one with blues and water hues or dark, deep hues. Let's go Southern American tradition for a minute. The ceiling of the porch is said to be painted in haint blue. It's supposed to keep evil spirits from entering your home. They see the blue, they think it's water, and spirits can't cross water, so it keeps them out. Now, it's basically a Southern thing, but um, when you see a lot of haint blue porches, that's why. That's where that comes from. What the fuck? What? Alexa. Uh, uh, You guys can't hear this, but Alexa's talking to me from the bedroom. Alexa, stop. Thank you for freaking me the fuck out with a woman's voice when I'm trying to talk about spooky crap. Uh, Let's see. Um, Colors have frequently been assigned to symbolic significance, like black being seen as the color of bad luck. Red, the color of passion. But in Russia, yellow flowers are problematic because they represent infidelity, separation, or even death. In Korea, dark shades of blue are used to indicate mourning. In India, it's used to indicate the god Krishna. In the U.S., the color blue is often associated with sadness, like, I'm feeling blue, um, or with, you know, Elvis Presley shoes. Um, But it's also said... That blue in the U.S., what the fuck is happening? Why is everything going off right now? I've not said any of the, like, you know, words to, what the hell? Um, where am I? Oh, in the U.S. Um, blue is, uh, it's, it's, if you wear blue, it's loneliness. You feel, it's depression. Uh, it's suffering and hopelessness endured by slaves. I didn't know that one. In Thailand... Wearing certain colors on particular days is thought to bring you good luck. For example, wearing a red on Sundays and green on Wednesdays brings you good luck. In yellow, or in in Thailand, in yellow, it's especially lucky. It's also worn, it's always said to be worn on Mondays. China. Yellow is used for funerals, and as a result, the color is seen as very unlucky and strongly associated with death. Purple is a mourning color in both Brazil and in Thailand. Um, It's considered unlucky in other cases. Some people wearing purple outside of a funeral could bring bad luck on themselves or their families. So there's just a small segment of color superstitions. Let's keep moving on to brooms. Yeah, brooms. There are a shit ton of broom superstitions. And only one of the ones that I'm about to tell you is a lie. So good luck figuring out which one is the lie. Um, the rest of them are all true, but one, one is a lie. In Brazil, you'll want to steer clear of brooms. Uh, South Americans believe that if your feet are swept over by a broom, you'll remain single for the rest of your life. But that curse can be broken if you immediately spit on the broom. Uh, all right. Um... A people that say uh, in same in Brazil as well, a woman who cannot keep a house clean with only a broom does not a good wife make. All right. That seems unnecessary. It seems like you're just slacking off somebody who doesn't want to clean the house Uh, up next. Cleaning a house with an old broom is bad luck. A new home. So if you move into a new home and you clean it with an old broom it's bad luck. It invites negativity from your past, so they say it's best to buy a new broom when you buy your new house. In Pennsylvania, it's bad luck bad luck to put a broom up your ass, so keep that in mind, all of the fans in Pennsylvania. In South Korea, sleeping in a room with an electric fan and the doors closed will kill you because the fan chops up oxygen and causes carbon dioxide to kill you. Now, that's not the fake one. They say it's true. And you definitely don't want to sleep with an electric fan and the doors closed and sweep up because that exacerbates the chopping up of oxygen and causes carbon dioxide to kill you. Carbon dioxide to kill you. Um, Kurt here, that's not what fans do. I, what fan do you guys have in, in South Korea that chops up oxygen. Just get a normal regular fan, people. Uh let's see. Don't sweep out a house on New Year's Day. It's bad luck and the the luck, the bad luck will follow you for the entire year. Uh if a child cannot be alone, be let alone. If it becomes necessary to leave a child alone, then a broom is put beside the child and it will protect them. That's just that's just shitty parenting right there. You can't be like well, we got to go out to dinner tonight. We can't get a babysitter. Just put a broom next to the kid. It'll be fine. That's that That's that old uh, superstition, you know. No, that's shitty parenting. Let's see. By sweeping the house during the four hours at night, negativity spreads in the house. And uh, Lakshmi, the goddess of wealth, becomes angry, which affects the movement of money in the house. Another broom one. If you sweep under a sick person's bed... You will get bad luck, unless I'm I'm assuming unless you spit on the sick person. I don't know. Um, so you know, good luck. There you go. Good luck remembering which brooms ones to do and which ones not to do. I mean, although I suppose you could just re-listen to this episode. So all right, yeah, you got me on that one. You can, you guys can feel free to rewind if you want to be like, shit, am I supposed to spit on a sick person and hit him with the broom? No, no, that's not that wasn't on the list. How about knife superstitions? Again, there are so goddamn many. This is, again, only a partial list of knife superstitions. And I'm talking about just about every culture has something about keeping a knife under the bed or under the mattress of a small child to ward off demons that will snatch the baby. It is from around the world and goes back in recorded time. It's crazy how many people are like, you got to keep a knife under the bed or under the mattress of a small child. That'll help ward off demons. Uh, let's see, never give knives as gifts. See, that one I've heard as well. Like that one I believe. Uh, giving a knife as a gift is seen as cutting the friendship between the giver and the receiver. I, I That one is one that I've always known. Like if someone's going to be like, hey, like my buddy Joe gave me a knife uh, all his, all his groomsmen, uh, knife knives for, um, as the wedding gifts. And so, but what he did was, you know, we all showed up and he's like, all right, everybody, give me, give me some change. Everybody got change on you. Everybody give me a coin. And if we didn't, we, you know, shared coins with everybody. So everybody had a coin. And then he's like, here you go. Here's your gift. And he, we, he gave, we gave him the coin. He gave us the knife. So we basically were buying the knife, quote unquote, air quoting that. Um, But that one is one that I've always known about, and a lot of my friends follow that one to the letter. They will not give a gift of a knife. Let's see. Placing a knife under the bed of a woman giving birth is believed to ease her pain during labor. Kurt here, but also gives her a knife to cut you for knocking her up. So, you know, do you really want to give a woman who's going into labor a sharp object because it's your fault? But, all right, you know, whatever. Try it. See what happens. Sticking a knife into a cradle's headboard is believed to protect the baby. Thrusting a knife into the door of a house is also believed to provide protection. There's a lot of these, man. There's a lot of knives around babies back in the day. Uh, Let's see. In Greece, putting a knife with a black handle under your pillow is believed to keep nightmares away. I don't think putting a knife under a pillow is ever a good idea. Because, like, you know when you want to, like, flip over the pillow to get the cool side of the pillow in the middle of the night? You don't want to stab yourself in the face with a knife. Uh, Hundreds of years ago, people believed that placing a knife across another piece of cutlery was a sign of witchcraft. That's right. There we go. We finally got to some witchcraft here. Never stir anything using your knife, like soup or coffee, because you could bring bad luck to yourself. Let's see, there's even a lovely rhyme to help you remember. Stir with a knife, you stir up strife. Uh, let's see, the bad luck will mean pain or stitches if you stir your, your um, soup or something with, with a knife. In some countries, it's uh, not just bad luck, but it means pain or stitches to you. Uh, let's see, you should never close a knife, either folding it or putting it back in its sheath if someone else has opened it. Because it's bad luck. That one, I didn't know. And I've done that for many people. We're like, hey, you know, the, the, the knife has that little catch on it. So it makes it kind of hard to close it once you open it. I've often been like, here, give it to me. And I close it. So thanks a lot, friends. You're giving me bad luck. Thanks a lot, Holden. You gave me bad luck. Holden, the composer of the amazing theme song. He did that to me once. He's like, hey, how do you close this knife? And I'm like, oh, here you go. So, and he knew what he was doing. Um, There's a lot of cultures that if they can't get their knife to close, they'll just give that knife away. Like, oh, I can't get it to close. I can't hand it to someone to close it. I'll just give the knife away. Fuck it. You can just take the knife. But wouldn't that person that you gave it to eventually close the knife and cause bad luck? I don't know. There's a lot of rules I didn't understand about knives. Let's see. Two knives crossed on a table will cause a quarrel. Uh, It's believed that uncrossing or straightening them will immediately prevent the bad luck or stop the quarrel from happening. If you cross your knife with your spoon after eating, you're indicating that the food didn't taste good and you wish the cook to have bad luck. Didn't know that one. Bad things will happen if a knife falls and sticks into the floor. Well, maybe, but that sure as hell looks cool. Like, you ever see that in a movie when they're like, they throw a knife and it's like, thunk, sticks in the floor? Looks cool as hell. I get that bad things will happen. Uh, When a knife falls to the ground, a man will soon visit. In Finland, a knife given as a gift is a sign of respect. So Finland, you have to give it as a gift. You can't just, you know, give me a coin, here it is. In Iceland, it's believed that when a knife is dropped by, by someone while cleaning a fish, and that knife lands pointing in the direction of the sea, the fisherman will get a good haul the next time he goes out fishing. If the knife falls and points towards the land, that fisherman's not going to catch anything. It's bad luck to say the word knife while at sea. I didn't know that one. I've been on cruises. I've asked for knives. I had no idea. In Russia, eating using only a knife will make you bark like an angry dog. So you got that one going for you. Also in Russia, if you lick food off a knife, you'll become a cruel person. Not cool, cruel person. In Ireland, it said that keeping a steel knife with you can protect you from things like curses and also from fairies. Next one. Never stab a man named Kurt with a knife. It'll cause him to bleed. Uh, here's one about white-handled knives. Um they can tell you if your future spouse will be dark or fair by spinning it around. If the knife handle comes to the resting pointing at you, or who is ever asking the question, so if the knife handle is pointing at you, that means your future spouse will be fair. If the handle points away from, any, away from you, your future spouse will be dark-skinned. In India, those who are pregnant Or to avoid using knives to cut anything since it's believed that it will curse the baby, cause the unborn baby to have a cleft organ. That seems bad. Never sharpen a blade at night. Um, It'll give you bad luck. You should never put a combat knife back into its sheath if it hasn't drawn blood because it'll fail you in battle. Uh, Getting a knife as a gift from your lover in in some countries means that your love will soon end. Slicing hot cornbread with a knife implies cutting your luck. A similar uh, superstition says that piercing baked bread by a pregnant woman with a knife may cause the baby's eyes to be poked out. Yeah, there's some fucked up superstitions about babies on this list. Uh, Russia. A knife laying with the sharp side up means that murderers are being born while it's left this way. So... If you leave a knife with the sharp side up in your, like, dishwasher, yeah, good job. A bunch of murderers are being born. In the Philippines, they believe in coating the blade with their blood if they accidentally cut themselves with it. Well, yeah, that's usually what happens to the blade of a knife if you cut yourself with it. Your blood gets on the knife blade. That seems pretty easy. In Anglo-Saxon tribes, knives are buried with the dead so the dead won't be defenseless. I don't know why, but I like that one. The next, whoever whoever I know that dies next, I'm, I'm putting a knife in your coffin. I want you to be running around defenseless. I don't want you to be running around defenseless. I mean, like, you need to, have to defend yourself. In Romania, angels will run from you if you play with knives. All righty. There's a lot of knife ones. Let's have some fun. Let's throw a few knives into the air, and let's see what I get. All right, that one landed normal, so nothing. Look out, Rum, I'm throwing knives. Look out, Rum, throwing knives. Let's see. Next one. That one landed point up, so I already forgot what that is, but I think that's bad. All right, let's, let's do the next one. All right, that one landed in my thigh. There's nothing on the list for that, so let me take that one out. Oh, but I did get blood on my knife, so that's good. Um, let me throw it again. All right, that one's just hovering in midair, pointing towards me. So that seems normal. All right, well, that's cool. That's fun things to do with knives. Um, well, there you go. There's a there's a whole lot of shit they have to remember about knives. Um, okay, now let's do a superstition smorgasbord. Kurt here. By this point in my outline, I had too many to organize, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just putting them all here. It'll be a smorgasbord of superstitions." Uh, let's see. In Singaporean and Chinese smoking superstitions, when smoking at night, don't stub out the cigarette because spirits are attracted to smoke. You should leave the butt still burning and then just excuse me, and then just walk away. This was one that I've heard. Forever. And i it's its a very popular one, but you might not have heard it. Um, if three soldiers lit their cigarette from the same match, one of the three would be killed. Or the man who was third on the match would be shot. Um, it's been since, like, World War One. that one. You know, you never wanted to have three soldiers all lighting their cigarettes from the same match. Um, if you light your cigarette with a candle... A sailor will die. That's in a lot of cultures. That's really weird. How about these? Smoking pot. You should always start to the left, meaning that whoever lights the joint or starts the bowl, you have to pass to the left or you will face horrible hardship. That's right. There are smoking pot superstitions. Another one is never hit a bowl first if you loaded it. If you are with anyone else, they must take the first hit or you'll have a month-long bad luck spell. Uh, Let's see, Chinese superstitions. Um, I don't think this is, no, this isn't about smoking. It's just moving on. It's smorgasbord, people. A Chinese superstition, we turn our bodies 180 degrees when someone calls our name from the back at night. The superstition is you don't want to extinguish the light on our body or spirits will get us. All right. Uh, How about this one? Not sticking chopsticks vertically into rice. Doing so means that that rice is meant for the spirits. It's also rude, and also the spirits will be like, oh, that rice is for me. And then you take a bite, and they're going to be like, you dick. And then they're going to hate you. And then you get a bunch of angry spirits mad at you because you took a bite of your own rice with chopsticks. Chopsticks. Um, No tapping chopsticks on any bowl or plate. That is an open invitation for spirits to eat. I do that. I do that during sushi. I like, like tap the the chopsticks on that little plate thingy they give you while I'm waiting for my next round of sushi. I didn't know I was opening invitations for spirits to eat. I had no idea. I mean, they could eat. I'll share my food with them. Look where I go for sushi. It's all you can eat. So if the spirits want to help me out, like please do, because I always order too much, and you gotta finish it or they charge you extra. It's a whole thing. Uh, how about in India? Drinking milk after eating fish, yeah, that causes skin diseases. So if you got skin diseases in India, because you you drank milk after eating fish. Uh, Also in India, seeing a mongoose symbolizes good luck. I mean, that's true. Like, rikki tikki Taffy, like, I want to see a mongoose. That sounds like good luck to me. But in India, I don't like this one. Well, no, this one's fine. But, I mean, it's just there's a bunch about crows that I didn't like. This one's okay. In India, a crow cawing indicates that guests are arriving. That's okay. I don't mind guests arriving as long as I know. Just don't pop up. Don't just just don't show up unannounced. Is all I ask. I need time to clean my house. People. Uh, let's see. Uh, Korean never gift pears or shoes. Like pair the fruit or shoes. Giving shoes as a gift to your significant other means that they will run away from you in the future. I guess no. Lubutang gifts for people in Korea. Uh, in Chinese, the phrase "fen li," which means to share a pear, sounds the same as "fen li," which means to separate. Also in Korea, it means the same thing. It means to separate. It's believed that sharing a pear will lead to friendships or marriages splitting. Kurt here, pears just taste like sand. They're 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 gross fruit. There's much better fruit out in the world to share. Don't don't share a pair. I don't want to share a pair with any of you. So you never have to worry about, like, splitting a friendship or a marriage with me. Ooh, here's some old-timey superstitions. A lot of these got weird. So I didn't put a ton of them on here, but there's still a bunch. Um, one cannot eat meal by putting his foot over it uh, over the other. So basically what they're saying is if you're eating dinner and you cross your feet, it means disrespect to the table. It's considered a sign of famine, or at least back in the day. Uh, It's considered an ill omen that a rabbit may pass in front of a car. I'm fine with that. Just don't hit squirrels or rabbits with your car. Slow down, people. If you're in a neighborhood and there's squirrels like my neighborhood, can you please slow down? There's people like me that feed the squirrels every day. Hands should not be bound together. If so, that person becomes unsuccessful. So I guess like old-timey bondage wasn't a thing. Um to put on trousers by standing up is the sign for poverty. Put on trousers by standing up. How else can you put trousers on? Like you got to put them on and then at some point you got to stand up to get them over your ass, right? How do they do that in the old timey? I don't I don't get that one. Milk cannot be given to nobody in the darkness of night. It is said that if it is given, then the cow does not produce milk anymore. So I guess back in the day, you didn't have a bowl of cereal at night. Like there's no, you can't give milk to nobody in the darkness of night. It is said that if you say, and look, I'm reading it as it's written. I know it should be milk cannot be given to anybody. I I understand English. These are old-timey ones, so calm down. It is said that if you say something in 40 times, it is achieved. Kurt here. I don't know. I said Anna Kendrick 40 times and nothing happened. So come on, old timey superstitions. Uh, This next one, laundry is not done on Saturdays and Tuesdays. Kurt here, to be safe, I don't do laundry most days because a lot of these about laundry it's every day, depending on where you are in the world. It's every day. You can't do it on Monday. Oh, but if you're over here in uh, in Canada, you can't do it on Wednesdays and Thursdays. But, but if you're in the Pacific time zone, you can't do it on Sundays. But if you happen to be over in uh, Ireland, don't do it on a Wednesday evening because uh, Loch Ness. Will get, like, there's so much shit. Like, you're screwed about doing laundry no matter when you do it. Don't do it at night. There's a lot of those as well. Uh, let's see. It's forbidden to jump over a child. Otherwise, the child remains short. I'm going to be jumping over so many kids because every kid, every every friend of mine that has a kid, Holden included, man. He was like short, short, short. And then like the next time I saw him after the pandemic, he's like 6'2". And I'm like, what the hell, man? They're all taller than me and I don't like it. So I'm going to start jumping over a bunch of kids. While yawning, mouth is to be closed. Otherwise, it is considered that that person who yawns without closing his or her mouth brings the devil. I don't know what kind of old-timey freaks you were, where you could yawn with your mouth closed. Maybe they mean like covering your mouth, but that's not what it says. It says yawning with your mouth closed. No, that's not how people yawn. And if everybody that did yawn back in the day brought you the devil... There'd be a lot more devil stories in old newspapers that I could start doing episodes about. So I don't know about that one. It is said that if a prisoner wears a ring of a dead person, he or she may be discharged from prison soon. So there's a good one to remember. For all you paramaniacs that are heading to prison soon, wear the ring of a dead person. That way you'll get discharged quicker. The ringing of ears are accounted for ill omen. Hurt here or if you're like me, you've just gone to too many concerts. Um, candle is lighted for seven nights at place where corpse is washed or you'll have bad luck for the rest of the year. So I guess basically what they're saying is careful where you wash your corpses people. Come on guys, you gotta you gotta be careful where you're washing your corpses nowadays. A twitch in the right eye implies health. A twitch in the left eye implies wealth. So I guess you got it going for you either way. Ooh, this is, a, this is an important one. Ladies, listen, listen up. Red dress is not worn while lightning flashes or you will have deathly bad luck. So, ladies, if you're wearing a red dress and a thunderstorm starts up, sorry, got to get naked. It's not me. It's not me saying this. It's, uh, it's a superstition. I think dudes just wanted to get ladies naked, and they're like, oh, she's wearing a red dress, and she's hot. Uh, Lightning, got to take that off real quick. Clothes of a child shall remain outside until the sunset. If not, it causes the child to be bewitched. Clothes of a child. I'm hoping they mean laundry. I don't know. It's weird-ass old shit. To see eggs in a dream implies bad words and gossip. One cannot sit behind a door at night. If so, it is thought this person would be faced with slander. All right. I didn't know this next one. Apparently, this one is all over the world as well, and I had no idea. Names of girls are written under the shoe, you know, the underside of the shoe of the bride. It is believed that the girls whose name was not erased after the ceremony will be the next one to be married. I had no idea that was a thing. And it's a lot of places around the world. Um, The first haircut from a boy is to be put in the pocket of the father to increase fortune. I don't understand this next one, but I'm going to read it exactly like it says. To take spider at night is considered sin. To take spider at night is considered sin. Like, does that mean, like, If you find a spider and you take it with you, who's doing that? Does that mean, like, take it sexually? Like, you don't fuck a spider at night? It's a sin? Because I think that's still a thing. I don't know that one. Uh, It's next one. Ash cannot be thrown outside at night. Hot ash cannot be poured over water. It is believed those that perform such an act will come across a curse of a genie. At least you get to see a genie. That's cool. I mean, it's going to curse you and stuff, but... For a minute, that's going to be really cool. Asking for permission to pee against a tree before actually peeing is required so that the spirits in the tree have time to move away and you won't pee on them. All right, that seems logical. And I've never done it. I've peed on a lot of trees in my time, and I've never been like, Hello, tree spirit, I'm about to pee on you. Please move away unless you want me to pee on you, in which case, you know, I don't kink shame. Go for it, dude. I don't, you know, whatever. Knocking on hotel room doors and saying out loud that you'll be staying at the hotel for X number of days and then leave the door open a bit longer than you normally would allows the spirits to exit the hotel room. That one is shockingly in a ton of cultures, and I had no idea I was supposed to do that. So I guess the next time you go to a hotel open the door, knock on the door, then open the door and be like, hi, I'm staying here for three days, and then kind of be like motion to be like, get the fuck out of my room, and then they'll, they'll leave you alone. Unless you want to ghost to slightly choke you in Vegas, then don't do that. If you have an empty bed in your hotel room, mess that up. Shoes should never be arranged neatly either, just so spirits won't lay in the bed next to yours or try on your shoes. I didn't know that was a thing. I had no idea while I slept in a hotel room that spirits are trying on shoes and are fucking in the other bed. I had no idea that was happening. It's kind of kind of cool actually. Um, washing your hands and feet the moment you get home is essential to wash away bad energy. Your hands and your feet. People were not washing themselves that much back in the day. I can't imagine that. Like that's that's one of the old timey ones. But come on. You got to go somewhere else before you go home from a funeral or a burial or a haunted place. If not, the spirit will follow you to your house. Now, oddly enough, I've heard that one a bunch about funerals, not only funerals, but about haunted locations that I'm supposed to go someplace after I do a paranormal investigation. And I don't do it all the time. I'll be honest. I really don't. Um, If you don't, the spirit can follow you home. But, I mean, I guess I probably have stopped to get, like, a soda or something to keep me awake on the drive because most times you do a paranormal investigation, when you're done, it's like 3 in the morning, so you're tired. But maybe not. Maybe I haven't done it all the time. No, I haven't. All right. Kurt, remember that one. All right. The other one, which didn't surprise me at all, is that there are tons of mirror superstitions. Mirror superstitions. The reason I'm saying mirror so clearly is because apparently I don't say the word mirror um clearly enough. And and people are all like, Are you saying mirror? What are you saying? So mirror. Mirrors facing your bed invites demons into your house. I've heard that one before. Um let's I'm just gonna keep I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit. You know a lot of the mirror ones, I'll be honest with you. We've talked about them. You know, spirits can get into your house if the mirror's on the outside of the wall of your house. Yeah, you know, most of those breaking of mirrors, bad luck, seven years, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to keep moving on. I'm going to skip ahead just a touch because we've hit an hour. Um, This one I've known as well. This one, like, is very well known when dealing with the paranormal. Names have power. Never give anything you feel might be in your house a name, even jokingly, Because that could give it power. So I know a lot of people that are like, you know, oh, I've got a ghost in my house. I didn't know his name, so I just call him Charlie. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're giving that spirit power, and it might be a bad thing. Now, I knew that the names had power part, but I never thought about, like, nicknaming a spirit is just as bad as naming the spirit. So that's a good one to remember, because I know a lot of you guys have uh, or You know, a ghost or a spirit or it's a haunted location that you live in or work in or something. So you might not want to say like, oh, yeah, the at my work, we got a ghost that knocks things over and we call him old Chucklefuck." Well, you don't want to do that. You're giving him power. Plus, probably shouldn't call him Chucklefuck. Um, don't let yourself and someone you care about go through separate doorways when going out together. That one is very popular from back in the day. Um, it is uncouth to do that, gentlemen. So don't do that. No one finger pointing to the dark or anywhere at night because it's disrespectful and aggravates spirits and entities. I do this one all the time. Hey, where is it? And I point off. I'm doing it. I literally just did it right now, and I point off in a direction with one finger. Did you know that they uh, they can't point with one finger at uh, Disney Parks uh, cast members? They will always point with the first two fingers. They'll never point with one because of that whole same thing about it being aggressive to different cultures in America, in the world, around the world. Um, So, yeah, there you go. Ghost hunting. Um, It's said that if you go to places to hunt ghosts, you should wear your shirt inside out so you don't bring anything back home. So when you're done with your ghost hunt, take your shirt off, put it on inside out so it doesn't bring anything home with you. And that one was, um, there was one about, like, I don't know, like Ireland or Scotland or something about like fairies, that the same thing, like you were out in the forest. They If they lure you into the forest, you're supposed to t- turn your clothes inside out because it confuses them. Apparently the same is true just with uh, ghosts, with paranormal investigations. This next one says when you're being played by a spirit or entity or whatever and you get lost or stuck in a loop, the same thing occurs. Put your shirt on inside out. You'll find your way back to where you're going, kind of like what I just said, and it also confuses ghosts easily. All right, good to know. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I think I already said this one. Never have the foot of your bed face directly to the door. Um, You'll be dead. A demon will drag you out of your room, that whole thing. I did say that one. Chinese, Indian, African, Mexican, Pacific Islanders, all over Asia all say... Never sweep your house at night. It'll bring you nothing but bad luck. In Russia, saying happy birthday before the actual day brings everyone bad luck. Uh, German superstition says that if you cheers with water, like if someone says, hey, hey, cheers, and you don't have a drink, so you cheers with your water, you're actually wishing death upon the person you're drinking with. That's harsh, Germans. That's way harsh. Because I do that all the time. I'm either not drinking... Because there's times when I don't drink, people. I know you think a lot of you think I drink too much. I really don't, I swear. Um, But I'll I'll cheers with water. I'll be like, yo, I don't want to not cheers because that's rude. But apparently it's even ruder to cheers with water because I'm wishing death on the people I'm drinking with. Hearing three knocks outside of a house or a tent. It's said, and this is a lot of cultures around the world, if you hear three knocks outside of a house or a tent – do not open the door because it's a roaming spirit trying to trick you so that they can get in. I suppose, like, enough of us have, like, ring cameras, though, so you, can, you should check first and be like, oh, shit, it's Amazon or 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 it's the pizza I ordered, you know. Don't just ignore people because they're knocking three times. Uh, how about this one? Never shake your leg. That's right. When you're shaking your leg, you're thought to be shaking off your wealth and good luck. This superstition came from the old belief that shaking your leg suggests idleness. You're shaking your leg because you're not doing anything, any physical labor for work. So never shake your leg is what I'm saying. Ladies, never put your bag on the floor or your purse on the floor. There's an old Chinese saying that goes, a purse on the floor is money out the door. And I've heard that one quite a bit from a lot of people. Always avoid the fourth floor of a building. That one I didn't know. In the Chinese language, the number four is nearly synonymous with the word death. Many buildings in Asia don't have a fourth floor because it's thought to be unlucky. The same is true in America for the 13th floor, which is dumb because if you've ever been on the 14th floor of a building, guess what? You're you're on the 13th floor because just look at the elevator. It goes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14. All right, it's really the 13th floor. It's just not named that. My guess is, in China, the same is said with the fourth floor of a building. Uh, I think I said this one, too. Never sleep with the fan on or with the doors or windows closed. Um, yeah, I did. That one I've said, don't take photos of a group of three. If you take a photo of three people, it's said that the middle person will die. It's uh real prominent in Asia, or was real prominent in Asia, and people don't know why. So I'm looking at, um, huh, I'm, I'm looking at photos on on my fridge right now, and oh my god, I've taken so many photos with two other people in them. Um, thankfully, in everyone that I can see from here, I'm not in the middle. But those people are all fine, and we're not in Asia, so I guess it's okay. How about this next one? You want to go on a date, right? You want the date to go well. You want that person to eventually fall in love with you? Here's what you do, people. Pay attention. Always spit in your crush's drink. That's right. A Filipino belief is that if you spit in someone's drink, they'll fall in love with you. I would I would say, Kurt here, I would say don't do it in front of them because chances are, even if you explain that, they're still going to be like, dude, the fuck? That's gross. So, like, when they look away, or maybe, like, here, how about this? You go up to the bar. You order the drink. You make sure that they're not looking at you in any way, shape, or form. You get your drink. You go, pfft, real quick, pfft, pfft, spit in their drink real quick. Just a little, just a little spit, a little spittle. That way they'll still fall in love with you a little bit, and you're not just hocking a loogie in someone's drink right in front of you. You can't go back to the table and sit down with them, and they be like, oh, shit, hold on a second. Let me see your drink. <laughs> here you go. Enjoy. It's never going to work. They're never going to fall in love with you. Uh, How about this one? Never give handkerchiefs as gifts. Why? Well, because handkerchiefs are used to wipe away tears. Many Thai people believe that someone who receives a handkerchief as a gift will spend a lot of time crying in the future. All right. Uh, it's bad luck to touch another player's dice without permission. Kurt here. I do that all the time at D and suppose I do it all the time at D and I'm trying to think maybe I do have permission. I don't think I'm just grabbing other people's die. I think they're saying like, Ooh, look, I got this new dice set. Like, like, um, uh, uh, one of my team players, one of the people that, that I play D and D with, she gets dice like every week. And so she's always like, Ooh, check out this new set of die. So I guess I have permission, but you know what? How about just don't touch another player's dice without permission. This is a big one around the world I had no idea about. I used to do it all the time. Don't chew gum at night. Yeah. according to a Turkish superstition, Chinese, Japanese, literally everywhere in the world, apparently. when a person chews gum at night, oh this one's this is just specifically for Turkish actually, hold on. Let me state. Let me say there are tons of places around the world where they say not to chew gum at night for a variety of reasons. But this Turkish one is: when a person chews gum at night, the gum transforms into the flesh of the dead. That's Turkish one goes really gross. Most of them are just like it'll be bad luck for you, for everybody you're with, for a year. I mean, it's just a variety of just never chew gum at night, basically. This next one I didn't know about. Um, it's actually a Japanese one, and it's very, it's very popular one. Apparently you're supposed to tuck your thumbs in when you go to a cemetery. If you're attending a graveside service or you're standing near a funeral procession, or if you just happen to go to a cemetery for a certain, you know, like to pay respects or something, you're supposed to tuck your thumbs into your fist to protect your parents from death. Yeah. I don't know. Why, but that's what you're supposed to do. How about singing at the dinner table? Well, uh singing at the dinner table summons evil spirits at a lot of cultures around the world. Um, it's popular in Dutch superstitions, Bohemia, North Carolina, Japanese. There's shit tons of them. Basically, I don't know how these people ever sing happy birthday to people because it's always around like you never do they not go to restaurants and have the the waitstaff sing "Happy Birthday" to their friends because they're all just bad things. It's summoning evil spirits to sing at a dinner table. Uh, let's see. Uh, Japanese superstition: sleeping with your head in uh, the north, uh, facing north, is bad luck because that's how deceased are laid to rest. But in Africa, sleeping with your head to the west is bad luck because that's how deceased are laid to rest in Africa. So you got to really think about how you're sleeping, people. Just throw a bunch of knives under beds and headboards. Uh, Don't face the door. Don't face sleeping north. Don't face sleeping west. There's a lot to keep in mind here. Uh, This one, Itchy Palms. I didn't. I knew itchy palms meant that. I thought that it meant that someone was thinking about you. That's what I. That's how I always learned it. If you had itchy palms, it means someone's thinking about you. But apparently, it's not. Apparently, itchy palms is money. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean um, you'll get money. It's either you're going to gain or lose money, basically. So, but you can't scratch that itch either. I didn't know about that one. Because you'll risk, risk blocking that money from finding you. If your right palm is itchy, boom, yay. That means you're about to come into some money. But don't scratch it. If your left palm is itchy, you're on the verge of losing money. And if you scratch it, boom, that's it. That money's gone. You're definitely going to risk financial ruin. You're like, that's it. You're screwed. So... I always thought it meant that someone was like it, like same thing with like uh, you have like an itchy ear, someone's talking about you. Um I always thought the same thing about an itchy palm. And I didn't know not to scratch it. I've had lots of itchy palms. I've scratched them all. I get an itch, I scratch it. I didn't know that I could be dooming myself financially. I'm already doomed financially, but I could have been gaining money. I had no idea. Let's see, in Chinese culture, to give a clock as a gift um is the same pronunciation as attending someone's funeral. So it's customary to never gift a clock to people you love. All right. Uh, Busted clocks in the 19th century in China were uh, signaled pending doom. Um, If a clock breaks while chiming, it's predicting a coming death in the family. Now, here's a fun one. In France, if you step in dog poop, it may not be a bad thing, depending on which foot you step on it. If you step on the dog step in the dog poop with your left foot, it's good luck. If you step on dog poop with your right foot, it's bad luck. Kurt here, I don't think you're ever going to tell me that it's good luck that I just stepped in dog shit. But apparently in France it means different things. Uh ooh, this is one I never knew about. Never rock an empty rocking chair. I do that all the time. I see a rocking chair. I always like push it back or forth, like "Eh, rocking a rocking chair. Nope. What I'm doing is I'm inviting an evil spirit into my life. Again, it's around the world, a bunch of different ones, Southern cultures, especially Um, in a different version, standing up from a rocking chair that will allow you, that allows you to keep it. Like if you stand up and the rocking chair is still rocking, you're going to get sick within the next year. So you got to be very careful around rocking chairs is what I'm saying, people. Here's one. It's common all around the world. Uh, when moving into a new home, avoid moving into a new home on a Friday, a Saturday, or a rainy day. Uh, in Indian superstitions, Thursday is the most fortunate day to move into your new house. Um, It's been recommended through, uh, like, All the past, like old timey ones, that you should make you should move into your new house when the moon is waxing to ensure success in your new location. All right, here's a weird one Syria banned yo yos in 1933 because of a superstition that they cause drought. I looked it up, that's a real thing. Syria, that's weird. How about this one? A Korean superstition says that eating unshapely food while pregnant means you'll end up with an ugly baby. So look around. You got an ugly baby? You ate unshapely food while you are pregnant, ladies. You caused that ugly baby. It's not just the fact that you married an ugly dude. and The baby happens to look like the ugly dude. A Canadian superstition says that expectant mothers who are craving fish but don't eat the fish will end up having a baby with a fish head. I don't know that that's a big thing. I don't know. Like, I, look, I've been to Canada. It's been a number of years, but I don't know that there's a huge population of Canadians that have fish heads. And if there are, like, I want to meet some of these fish headed people, fish headed Canadians, because they got to be the most polite fish heads you've ever seen. Um, In the early 1900s, Americans believe that all dishcloths should be burnt before moving into a new home. In fact, it says any cloth used for cleaning in the previous home should be destroyed by fire. By doing so, you will erase all the bad luck that has been wiped up in the old house. Coming near the end here, people, because it's been a while. It's been a long episode. Women in Rwanda don't eat goat meat because the superstition says it'll cause them to grow facial hair. I have no idea if that's true. I don't have access to a Rwandan woman to find out if this one's true, but there's a lot of sites that say it's true, so I guess grain assault salt that one. Here we go. Saying rabbit, rabbit, or white rabbit on the first day of every month ensures good luck for that month. That is a common belief that I had never heard of in North America and in the UK. Never heard that one. An awkward silence means an angel is passing over. Or, Kurt here, it means you're on a date with me. Zing, awkward. I, look, I, I I love a good awkward silence. I'll, I'll quote Pulp Fiction on that one. Um, I had no idea it meant an angel is passing over. But, all right, there you go. In Sweden, eh, let me do like two more. In Sweden, you have to watch out for manholes. If you step on a manhole with the letter A, this will bring you a broken heart and bad luck. So I guess the easiest way to remember that one is if you ever step on a man's a-hole, it'll bring you broken heart and bad luck. How about, let's let's end with this one. If you kiss a baby in Nigeria, superstitions say you'll condemn that baby to spend their entire adult life drooling. Yeah. If you kiss a baby in Nigeria, you'll condemn that baby to spend their entire adult life drooling. Again, I don't know anybody from Nigeria. I don't know if there's a big population that's just drooling all over the place. Um, I also can't imagine that people aren't kissing babies like their own babies. Don't just walk around kissing babies in Nigeria. That's bad luck. I'm going to put that one in there too. Never just wander around just kissing random babies in Nigeria or anywhere in the world. If you don't know the baby, just don't kiss it. How about that? Uh, it has nothing to do with them growing up drooling for the rest of their lives. It's because you're creepy is what I'm saying. Um, there you go. I mean, that's a whole lot of superstitions, though. Um, did you know all of these? I sure as shit didn't. Uh, do you do a lot of these? I sure as shit do. I clip my nails at night. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that rats were going to eat them and then become monster versions of me. Where's the monster version of me at? Because I want to see that thing. Um, did you know, like, uh, I mean, the sweeping a broom, shit tons with brooms, shit tons with knives, colors, can't win. Ladies, remember, if you're wearing a red dress, there's a thunderstorm. Take that dress off, ladies. Uh, you know, there you go. Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Sandvik, and the best superstition to remember is... You got to like, subscribe, follow me on all social media, including YouTube, or bad luck will eat your butt. I don't know.